Hey everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row. It's time for Bold Predictions, the most fun video of the week where me, the most accurate, bold prophesier in the history of college football. Is that a word? Prophesizer? That's a word. That the other it is one now, if you make uh, it so. That's me, the king of this show, the king of bold predictions, Austin Ward, joined by my minions, Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. There was no game last week, so I couldn't uh, wow you guys with my amazing prognostication skills for the Maryland game. Uh, that's unfortunate, but uh, that just means I've got to be doubly impressive on Saturday uh, as Ohio State takes on Indiana for a top 10 showdown. Uh, I think I've covered all the bases there, Burr. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we could just wrap it up. Thanks for watching, everyone. Anyway, uh, do you have some bold predictions this week, Burr? Uh, I'll just start, okay? Uh, 400 yards passing for Justin Fields. So his first 400-yard game will happen this weekend against Indiana. He will become the third Ohio State quarterback in history to have a 400-yard passing game. And uh, and that's where I'll, I'll kick it off. I just don't see the Hoosiers being able to stop Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, uh, and, and the rest of the Buckeyes receiving core for, for very long. I think they're going to try really early to come out and put pressure on fields and, and blitz the quarterback and try to force the Buckeyes to, to change what they're doing. But ultimately the, the value of Garrett Wilson in the slot changes the entire offense to the point where the Buckeyes don't need a, a slow developing pass play to get a bunch of yards. And, and a lot of teams do. Um, so I think Buckeyes will hit that early a couple times, those little crossing routes and then off and running 400 yards. Yeah, this might become a theme when you look at the Indiana defense, which, you know, that's supposed to be Tom Allen's forte. And yet they and I, I get that the talent disparity is what it is between Ohio State and Indiana. But, you know, the Buckeyes are rolling up for at least 49 points, 50 points every single time that they play the Hoosiers. I don't see how this defense is any different than the other ones that have failed to slow down the Buckeyes, even before Justin Fields and this depth Death Star passing attack. But uh, I'll leave that. Uh, you know, for Burns prediction and let Spencer jump in now. Austin, you might be mad at me. I'm, I, I I don't know your prediction, but I'm going to predict that three different Buckeyes defensive backs have interceptions. <laughs> I think there's just too many opportunities for Michael Penix to just throw the ball up. And, and there's sort of a, a, a chuck it and pray aspect to this, to this offense when they get in third and long, which I think they probably will be quite often in this game because of the Ohio State pass rush. You know, Tyler Friday said they need to make Michael Penix uncomfortable because he's better when he's comfortable in the pocket. If he, if he starts running around trying to make plays, I think he's susceptible to turn the ball over. Sean Wade, Seven Banks, Josh Proctor, whoever it might be, I feel like there's three three interceptions in this game, and it's going to come from three different, different uh, Buckeyes. Well, you named three names, and that's the part of the show that is supposed to be you know, now you're going bold. Yes. <laughs> so pinning them down, I bet I do expect uh, Penix to turn the football over. Uh, and I think part of it will be, will come from Ohio state's pressure. There, there's nothing wrong with that. Ohio, you know, they had the one sack and it came from the linebackers against Rutgers. Okay. That's fine. Um, and teams are going to try to get the football out quickly and throw a lot of screens. That's nothing new. We've seen that dating back to the Bosa's and chase young's that's you, you have to try to do that. If you're, playing against the Rushman. Uh, but if they're going to try to take some of these successful shots that they have in, in other games, you need time for that to happen. They won't get that. Um, Jonathan Cooper has been playing at a high level. Uh, you've Spencer, you've written several times about the way Haskell Garrett and Tommy Togiai are generating pressure from defensive tackle. And then you've brought up Tyler Friday. We'll see Zach Harrison and Tyreek Smith still pushing, you know, to make sure that they're 
expanding that rotation and defensive end. I think this week in particular will be when Zach Harrison, you know, I don't know if it's been a challenge to him, if it's, you know, what the motivation has been. He has not played the, the level of uh, snaps that I think all of us would have expected. He's still playing well. He, I think he's got a, he's been in on a sack and a half. Um, you look at Ohio State's numbers across the board, they're all pretty low and spread out. Seven tackles and one and a half sacks through three games. It's not what we would have projected, but I think this will be a week that suits what he does. You're not going to run away from him if you're Penix. Uh, so I assume he's going to be out there more than he has in the first three weeks, and I think that he's going to uh, finish with two sacks in this game as part of a pass rush that will finish with six sacks. Six sacks. So is the bold prediction that Zach Harrison gets two or that the defense both. gets six? Yeah, both. I'm just – this is a this is a buffet, Burn. Right. Yeah, I got all a right. lot of stuff that's rattling around in this brain, and I'm just going to lay it all out there. I'm not just going to go one at a time. Sometimes you'll get two. Sometimes it'll be like Spencer saying three picks and three different dudes. Just be ready for anything, okay? As long as there's a sneeze guard, we're good. Let's keep that sneeze guard on this buffet. And I'll, I'll flip over to the defense and, and get a little more specific, a little more specificity. Uh, here's a defensive touchdown for Ohio State from Pete Warner mm. against the home state Hoosiers. Pete Warner will find uh, pay dirt. It may be a fumble recovery. It may be a pick six. I don't exactly know that. I haven't. We're still a little bit uh, out from the, the day where the clarity starts to really uh, form. But um, I, I feel like Pete Warner has been really, really good so far. But sometimes when you're playing the position of linebacker really well, you don't get seen. And, you know, what, what happens is we, we talk about Tuff Borland because he'll, he'll miss a play or we'll talk about Baron Browning because they miss a play. Sometimes the guy that doesn't get talked about is the one doing his job pretty much play in, play out, and doing it well. And I think that this weekend, because of the propensity for, for Michael Penix to turn the ball over, Pete Warner is a guy that I think will will be the beneficiary of that. I am starting to formulate a vision. Um, it's a tipped pass. Mm. It's a tipped pass at the line of scrimmage. Do you know who tipped it? Jonathan Cooper tipped it. Oh, boy. And Pete Warner intercepted it and returned it for a touchdown. It is going to be a 34-yard touchdown. So, Well, that is right, bold indeed, sir. We're good there. All right, next. <laughs> that's, as, that's as bold and as specific as we can possibly get. I'm going to go a little more. Notepad, notepad out again. He's not been giving us the crazy score predictions like normal. The pen is here, so whenever he you're gives the, us something You're wild, the crazy score predictor guy. Oh, come on. That wasn't so crazy. 84 to nothing against Rutgers this year, 91 to nothing last year. Your that prediction was, in the last two years is that Ohio State was beating Rutgers 175 to nothing. Last year had a good chance of happening, okay? King of the show, guys. Spencer, next prediction. Uh, my next bold prediction is that Ohio State running backs will score two receiving touchdowns. Um, Indiana likes to bring a lot of pressure. Um, I don't think Ohio State's worried about the pressure that Indiana brings, but I think this is one of those games, you know, I think back to uh, the game against Clemson, who likes to bring pressure, the games against Michigan, where Justin Fields gets the ball out quickly to the Ohio State running backs. I remember J.K. Dobbins on that, the halfback angle from NCAA 14 to, to J.K. Dobbins last year, the screen passes to Penn State from Dwayne Haskins that Ryan Day called. When a defense likes to bring pressure, Ryan Day knows how to make them pay. That's getting the ball out quickly to your running backs. 
in space, making them making a move and then getting upfield. I think Ohio State running backs have a really good shot at, at catching a few balls, whether it's Master Teague, Trey Sermon, even Steel Chambers, whoever's in there. I think they're going to catch a couple passes and get in the end zone. They have three. Master Teague have three catches in that win over Rutgers. It felt like he was a little bit more involved in the passing. Yeah, like in a row, weren't they? Yeah, like, like three plays in a row. You know, I wonder if that was. I mean, clearly it, it was in a game plan, but I wonder if it's by design to make sure that that's the next part of his game, that if you're testing out to see if he could become the every down running back for Ohio State, that's a key part of what Ryan Day likes to do is get get the running back some touches out of the backfield. J.K. Dobbins did that uh, very well for the Buckeyes, as Spencer brought up. So that'll be interesting. We already knew that Trey Sermon could do that. I think that this is the week, guys. Uh, I'm really going to go out on a limb and say that Trey Sermon scores a touchdown for the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm scaling it back a little bit. Good um, idea. Not going to be three, not going to be two, but one. He was on the way to the end zone. He was going to break through. You could see that confidence coming on that fourth quarter drive, 64 yards before he left that game with an injury. Uh, still expecting that he'll be ready to go. He was practicing last week. Um, didn't get an availability report because Ohio State, nobody was available to play after Maryland canceled. Um, I, I expected that he was going to play on Saturday, and I think that, He's starting to get more comfortable. I know that I've said that several times on this show, but that drive really started showing to me uh, what I expected to see from Trey Sermon. So I don't expect Ohio State running backs to ever, you know, be the featured part of this offense. I, I think it's pretty clear that the passing attack is going to drive everything that the Buckeyes do for the rest of the year. But I do think that we've seen in the red zone, Master Teague finish some stuff off. I just think Trey Sermon will get uh, be out on the field the right time to finish one off and, and maybe get some of that, that scoring monkey off his back that I've been calling for now for uh, four games in a row. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a pretty persistent prediction uh, for this point <laughs> forward. Uh, I'm going to take doesn't Spencer's. doesn't mean it's not bold. No, I mean, it, it's getting bolder. Uh, in fact, that's the way it works. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take Spencer's prediction, put the thing down, flip it and reverse it and say that, Ohio State's receivers will score two rushing touchdowns. Whoa! Against Indiana on Saturday. Oof. Yeah, that's what I did. I, you carry the one, and then you put, put the, the thing, thing down, you and then you flip it, it and reverse and it. reverse it. Right. Okay. So, because to Spencer's point, that song Indiana, came out before Spencer was born. I think that's true, um, Spencer. That was you. We'll we'll talk about this offline. Um, the uh, the pressure that Indiana brings, I think the reason that Ohio State wanted to showcase that little dump pass to Master Teague and those guys on uh, against Rutgers was to make sure people know it exists and then you don't use it. So I think what we watched against uh, Michigan last week with Wisconsin is going to be that sim similar kind of that end around that we saw with Garrett Wilson against Penn State. That's how you really beat an aggressive uh, defense as you, you change direction of the field. Uh, I would expect to see maybe a true reverse as opposed to just an end around something to get a, to get guys a little momentum in the open field. Um, and Garrett Wilson clearly has the jets and, and so does everyone else to beat the Indiana defense. Do you believe that Demario McCall will get one of those rushes? No, no, no. no I mean, I, I think I'm, I, and I also don't consider Mr. McCall who has been in Ohio state long enough. We are have to defer to him in, in that manner is Mr. McCall. At this point, we can no longer call him DeMario. Um, uh, Mr. McCall, I, I don't consider him a true wide receiver. So my prediction is that, you know, Garrett Wilson or a crystal Lave, 
And I'm going to put an asterisk here um, that one of those could just be the little pop pass, which is should not be considered a pass. Right. Okay. So let's, for the sake of clarity, let's be clear that a pop pass is a run in this instance. Uh, I think I can only give you 0.3 percentage uh, old prediction on that one. So you've heard right. pause before the game has even be pl been played. That's that's a pretty much one. pretty much my entire nature is to uh, ru ruin it before before the game starts. That's a tough one. That is tough yeah. to eat. All right, Spencer, you got anything left up your sleeve? Yeah, I've got two of them. Uh, the first one is that Jeremy Ruckert will score a rushing touchdown because I think they're going to do a fullback dive. And I'm so excited. Wow. Because he's been he's been in that little goal line package as the lead blocker for a few different times. I just feel like there's there's going to be a time where Justin Fields just just hands it off to him real quick on the goal line. And I think that's going to be fun. I, I, I don't know. It's a bold prediction, right? Listen, Spencer, you nailed that one. And we're never playing this game again. All right. Okay. Because it, it, if you nail that one, it's clear you're having communications with people that are above our pay grade because that could be the boldest prediction of the year. Not only that Jeremy Ruckert will score a touchdown for a third straight game, but that he will do it as a fullback. He's been the fullback for like three straight games on the goal line. I want you to go back in time and, and research the last time an Ohio State fullback scored a touchdown. It was Stan White Jr. I already know. No, Zach Boren scored one in 2012. I know that. He was not a fullback. He was a linebacker disguised as a fullback. You, you might yeah, you <laughs> might think so. You might only remember Indiana in 2012, the great transformation of Zach Boren. But he was the last fullback, the last of an era. Urban gave him a token rushing touchdown. I think maybe, I don't know who they play that year, Miami of Ohio or something, and let him get in the end zone um, as a an appreciation handoff carry. I think that would have to go down as the last one. I would. What I find fascinating about that one, Spencer, is that if Ohio State wanted to hand it to a fullback, like Jeremy Rucker doesn't. They're not going to rep a bunch of handoffs for him, so there would be a high risk in that play. Whereas if you put Cade Stover or Mitch Rossi in as that fullback, you don't have to worry about you know handoff exchange issues and communication. Those guys are used to taking handoffs, like. I, I don't know that Jeremy Ruckert has ever taken a handoff in his life. Well, you can't telegraph it that much, though. You know, you put Stover or Rossi back there, former running backs, and all of a sudden, it, everyone knows what's coming. The, the fullback dive at Ohio State that everyone's been waiting for for the last nine years. First, they put in a quarterback sneak. Next, here comes the fullback belly. This is, uh, these, are, these are bold predictions for a reason, gentlemen. Wow. Yeah, bold predictions from 1996. Matt Keller up the middle. You guys, you probably. I honestly, I honestly cannot believe that that was just predicted on the show. I'm. I mean, I'm shaking. Who's to say? Like Austin, you got one more, or, or is that where we just walk away from this one? Hands up, walk away. Well, I thought that Josh Proctor was going to score. Uh, oh no, boy, that's so surprising. <laughs> Austin thinks Josh Proctor is going to get an interception and a touchdown. <laughs> and do you want yeah. me to just? Complete the trifecta by saying that Garrett Wilson will take a punt return back uh, to the I mean, This is incredible. I, I keep <laughs> every single week the same ones for you. I'm, next week's video, folks, is just going to have a repeat. I'm not even. We're not even going to record a new one with Austin. We'll just actually take this video and put it out 
with next week's as well because that, that's that's not going to be necessary, Burn, because this week they're all going to happen. Don't we need to give final score predictions? Yeah, you should do that. Why don't you go first? Uh, I have Ohio ninety-one to nothing. I have Ohio State winning fifty-six twenty. Okay, covering the spread. Covering the spread. Uh, I am going to boldly predict that Ohio State is going to win the football game. Mm. Wow. Um, uh, but taking the twenty-one point favorite, forty-nine to twenty-eight. Vegas knows what they're talking about for a reason. People only say that when they get it right. They miss a lot. But do they? Yes, they do. I'd like you to get back to me with that, uh, with those numbers. I'm gonna. I feel like a, a U.S. senator talking to uh, Jack Dawson and Mark Zuckerberg. I'm gonna need you guys to get back to me with that information. Can you just do that for me? Can you get uh, back to me yes. with that? Yes, senator. I will Thank certainly you. disregard your request. Thank you. You're welcome. Chavarino. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Fifty-one twenty-three. Indiana point. It sounds like he's got three Jake Seibert field goals in there. Yeah, and, and also I've got three Tom Allen field goals because I think he's going to uh, outcoach himself and just kick field goals in the first half when he probably shouldn't. So I don't think there's a single chance of that, to be honest. I think Indiana is going to attempt multiple fourth down conversions. I think they are going to attempt multiple trick plays. I think they are going to simply empty the playbook in every possible uh, position and manner because they know, as we talked about on Tuesday's um, practice report, they cannot beat Ohio State in a, in a straight-up, mono-e-mono uh, situation. So they're going to have to try to mix it up. So I think when, when this all comes to fruition and the 34-yard Pete Werner touchdown happens on a, Justin, on a on Jonathan Cooper tip pass, We'll, we'll circle back to all this, and it will be glorious. Can't wait. I felt like, Spencer, tell me if I'm wrong here. It felt like Berm was predicting a much larger blowout with the things that he thought were coming than 49-28. I think he's scared. I ain't scared. I got nothing to worry about. What, 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 where's my prediction? I'm just saying 400 yards passing for Justin Fields, uh, a defensive touchdown. Two of the touchdowns for the Ohio State offense will be running plays by the wide receivers. That's it's all very congruent. It all flows. It's, so he's going to he's going to throw for four hundred yards, but most of those uh, are going to wind up short of the end zone. I mean, I yeah, mean, I don't, I don't think. I mean, that's still seven touchdowns. Well, you gave one to Warner. Okay, six touchdowns. You know how many times an Ohio State quarterback rushing six touchdowns in a game? And then you said two rushing from receivers. So, so we're, four we're passing touch, four passing touchdowns for Justin Fields. Oh, that's a terrible day. Four hundred yards and four passing touchdowns. He's terrible. Let's give the Heisman to Kyle Trask, everybody. I mean, come on, four hundred yards passing and four touchdowns in I the world just, I grew up in is a pretty darn good game. When did I say that? Though I didn't say that. You guys a- think that everyone needs to win every game seventy to seven? This isn't nineteen ninety five against Rice, pal. Okay. This is Ohio State, Indiana, and the Big Ten on November 21st. Right? This is a grinded out, you know, uh, what's that word? Slobber knocker. So 28 slobber knocker. Indiana's coming in confidant. Okay. They are going to feel compelled to just try a little, a little right, a little left, a little right, a little left, a little uh, mix a rooney. You know, they're going to mix it all up. 
I wasn't sure if we were going to get there this week, but yes, we have jumped off the rails, and that's when I know that it's time to wrap up the bold predictions. All right, on left, a little mix Everyone needs it. A little mix Got it. That's Jeremy Birmingham mixing it up with the left and the right. Spencer Holbrook uh, predicting a fullback touchdown. It gets weird here on bold predictions on Friday. That's all part of the fun. Ohio State, Indiana, Saturday at noon. Letterman Row will have coverage. As always, uh, hang out with us at lettermanrow.com. Uh, and then come back every week to see me get these bold predictions absolutely correct. We'll see you next time.